Well, good morning. It is good to be here with you again this morning and just to know that you have chosen to wake up on this beautiful morning and venture out on this side of the rainstorms and to be in worship with us. It's just, it does a heart good. And I know that our Sunday school class, the Wesley class, met this morning in person in this hybrid platform, and I know that it was a a grand gathering, and I was able just to stick my head in the door and say hello and not interrupt too much, and it was just good to see um, people gathering back together in some sense of new normalcy. So I, I just want to kind of highlight that as, we moving for, as we're moving forward, and now the organ is with us again in this, on Sunday mornings. This has just been um, one step after another. You know, this is, uh, we're, we've been in this sermon series now. This is our second week. We're early into this. You know, as Amy talked about in the children's moment, that we're in this Easter season, that Easter moves beyond just Easter Sunday, and that we have an entire season to consider the resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ to those uh, early believers, those disciples who were so near and dear. And so we, have, we, we, we set aside um, a series of a, a period of weeks to kind of consider and talk about these appearances. Luke, Luke chapter 24 that is in front of us today um, is Luke's way of addressing the resurrection and these appearances. If you look at the, at the entirety of Luke chapter 24, it covers a very long and confusing day. Now, we celebrated Easter just a couple of weeks ago, and it was a banner day. It was a red-letter day. It was, a grand, it, it was what it was supposed to be in the life of the church, a huge celebration as we celebrated here in two services in the sanctuary and one outdoors, and it was loud and rambunctious. It was grand. But you know, the thing about Easter for us is that we wake up on Easter morning, year in and year out, with this faith and this knowledge, this trust that Jesus Christ has indeed risen. That it's a foregone conclusion for the church today. And so we wake up and we lift that foundational belief, this tenet of our faith, for all the world to see. That without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our faith falls flat. It is worthless. But at the same time, we wake up on Easter morning with almost, at least I can't say for all of us here or all of us out there, but for me and for many people that I know, it's almost a given. Jesus Christ is my Savior, is my Lord, and He was resurrected on the third day after he had been crucified and killed. There's little sense of awe in it anymore. But on that first Easter morning, that first Easter day, it was in truly a long and confusing day. When we read Luke chapter 24, we have a sense that the disciples did not know what was happening. Even as, as the, the, the resurrection was proclaimed to those women as they approached the tomb, as they looked in and found it empty on that Easter morning, 
And those two men, those two strangers, these two messengers appear in dazzling clothes and, tell, and ask them, what are you looking for? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He goes on to say, while they were perplexed about this, while they were perplexed. Later in, in verse 13 of Luke chapter 24, we find two disciples walking down a road traveling from the city of Jerusalem with all these events had just taken place. The foundations of our faith were taking shape. They were making their way to Emmaus, seven miles away. And while they were talking, a stranger appears to them on the road, joins them in their journey, joins them in their conversations and their deliberations about all of these things that had happened, about the crucifixion and the death and the supposed empty tomb. And when they arrive at Emmaus and they have a layover for supper, the stranger, while breaking the bread, is revealed as Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. And these two disciples question each other. Were not our hearts burning while he was talking to us, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? While we were questioning, while we were doubting, while we were confused. Shortly after this is where we arrive at our passage today. Luke tells us that the, these two disciples, once they had realized and had this revelation of the risen Lord, they returned immediately to Jerusalem to tell the others, the gathered disciples there in that room. And this is where we pick up. In verse 36 of chapter 24, hear how it opens. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in the name, in his name, to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses to these things. This is the word of, Lord, of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I had a friend of mine who told me this wonderful joke. This is years ago. 
told me this joke, and I'm going to try it out with you. And you just do what you think you're supposed to do. And I'll do what I think I'm supposed to do. The joke goes like this. Knock, knock. Boo! That's the joke of the interrupting cow. I want you to let that sink in for a moment. And I want you to think about Luke chapter 24. As Luke writes this incredible story, he uses this word, while, a lot. While they were perplexing, while they were talking, while they were walking, while they were doubting, while they were afraid, it's woven into the story. I think Luke wants us to understand something about Easter. And that, that maybe on this Easter morning, on that first Easter morning, is not too unlike our Easter mornings. And that it may take a little time for us to fully grasp the magnitude, the transformation that is taking place through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Obviously, when we read all of Luke 24, the disciples were confused. They were frightened. They were hiding. They were launching out to find answers. And all the while, we're told they are afraid. And they doubted. And they talked. And they walked. And sprinkled throughout this passage is this little word, while. While they were talking while they were afraid, while they doubted, while Jesus spoke to them. This little word, while, allows us to understand the interruptions that happen when Jesus intersects with us in our life. No matter what we're going through, no matter what life throws at us, no matter what we are concerned about, what we talk about, what we deliberate, what we are afraid of, what we're anxious about, what we are hopeful for, what we have faith in, and what we doubt, what we don't understand, and what we do think we know. How we think we're supposed to act. In this passage, in this chapter, Luke gives us a little glimpse into the honesty of the disciples. They were as near and dear to Jesus as they could get. And they didn't get it. They were in the thick of things. They were witnesses to miracles and teachings that just were divinely authoritative, divinely powerful. But on that Easter morning, they went looking for what they expected. They were looking for a body, a lifeless body. They were looking for death. 
And in their search, in their deliberations, in all these conversations, they talked about what they did not find. Where was death? Where was the body? Why is there an empty tomb? Who are these strangers? What, what's the deal with dazzling clothes? And while they were talking about these things, Jesus appears to them. As they were caught up, overwhelmed with their own doubt, their own confusion, their own fear, Jesus interrupts. And like an interrupting cow, all the expectations come to a screeching halt. And we are invited on Easter morning and every day thereafter to expect interruptions, divine interruptions in our life. Why? Because of the resurrection. That is the truth that God has proclaimed from the beginning. And in the resurrection on that first Easter morning, that promise was revealed as true. That promise invites us to make room for Jesus Christ, to make room for what is unexpected, to make room for interruptions, to make room for even our doubt and our fears, to be honest with ourselves, with one another, and with God. To be able to talk about these things, to, to live with these things, and to know that God will interrupt us in the middle of it. As we go about the rest of this Easter season, as we consider the second chances that are afforded by the resurrection, know that a second chance comes because of an interruption. We call it the resurrection. We call it Easter. And every Sunday morning is a little Easter. And if we believe, if we truly believe and trust in God's promises, how does it change our life? Maybe one of the ways that our lives are changed it allows for room, room for God's interruptions in the midst of our doubt and our fear. And maybe in these interruptions, we will find faith, deeper faith, more intimate faith, richer faith, nearer faith. And we will find peace in the middle of life. No matter what is going on, no matter what the world is throwing at us. So my hope, my prayer for us as a church family, for us as a church body, is that when those interruptions come, when Christ, in some mysterious way, reveals God to us as the risen Lord, that even in the middle of our doubt, in the middle of our fear, in the middle of life itself, 
we will make room for the resurrection and the faith and peace that comes with it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.